Where do bad things come from? Jesus taught us that there is destroyer on this earth, but Jesus came that we might have life and that more abundantly. Can we learn more about this controversy by studying Job? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, in our in-depth discussion as we seek our answers from Scripture. Charlie, we've been having a really interesting and I think rewarding study on the book of Job and how it relates to us. Uh, I've really enjoyed this. We wanted to start this time talking about what we've already touched on a little bit, though, and that's how suffering can help us understand God a little more. You know, even though we're going through miserable times, Jesus went through miserable times as well. And uh, I think it was Billy Graham, and I've mentioned this before, that said, unless you've had uh, some pain or misery in your life, then your understanding level is not quite where it needs to be in doing service for the Lord. We know that Jesus was a servant. Imagine that. The creator is serving the created. Uh, that is really uh, something that is amazing to me when I consider that fact. And how much more should we, as the created, be willing to serve others in our walk with God? We are compelled by the Holy Spirit to do so. Uh, that's one of the signs if you, of, of being a Christian is that we will start to adopt a lot of the characteristics of God. Uh, we see in Galatians the fruit of the Spirit, and those are really characteristics of God. Yeah, you would think that we would, as God, bring, uh, bring good things to the good and the bad because he does yeah. that. You know, I've often thought about this. Some people complain about their experience with God uh, not being good, or maybe their their faith is not where it needs to be. You know, no doubt, both Job and the blind man that we talked about, that their experience was not perfect. Their faith may not have been perfect. Job was impatient and afraid of God. And that doesn't sound like a person who's very close to God. But he longed to tell God a thing or two, didn't he? Job 22 is actually the last part of a, uh, Eliphaz's yeah. talk toward him. And, and what I find interesting about Eliphaz, which is one of the leading friends who does a lot of the talking, I think in his condemnation of Job, he rather condemns himself. And don't we always do that? It seems like whenever we judge somebody else, the fingers end up pointing back to us. Yeah. And we, we end up thinking, feeling that uh, condemnation. Like in Job 22.5, it says, Is not your wickedness great? and your iniquity without end. Okay, so he's saying, yeah, this is where you are. But why is his wickedness great? The examples he gives are very interesting. In verse 7, he says, you have not given water to the weary. You have not given bread to the hungry. He goes on, he says, you have not helped the uh, widows. Uh, you've taken strength from the fatherless in verse 9. These are basically saying these people need help, and you didn't help them. Therefore, God is, God is condemning you. And I'm thinking, hold it. Job has lost everything. Mm -hmm. He's sick and in pain, and you're lecturing him. You should be binding up okay. his wounds. <laughs> you, you should be caring for him in many ways, but instead you're pointing your finger at him. I thought it was interesting how Eliphaz really was doing the uh, old condemning himself as he's trying to condemn yeah, someone he's else. Yeah, he's doing exactly uh, what the disciples did. 
with a blind man, aren't they? But then he does something that he says something that you know he always mixes truth in with his own error. But it does says if you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. Amen. Amen for that. In verse 29, he says, when they cast you down, then he will save the humble person. I'm going, you're right on there. So he says, not that he's wrong all the time. It's just that he's he's following basically Satan's Satan's error, which is to point out our error when he's he's a bigger yeah. sinner yet. Yeah. And, you know, it occurred to me while you were talking about this, that we have the classic case, perhaps, of his friends preaching to the choir, <laughs> except that there's a big difference here. In this case, the choir's not done anything wrong. It's the preacher that doesn't understand uh, the heart mm -hmm. of the choir. He's uh, judging them and, and condemning them. But you know, that's not without some kind of substance though, because if you look at Job 22 verses two to four, you hear Job saying some things that would make a uh, Christian uh, kind of take stock of what this person's saying. Here's what Job said. It says, even today, my complaint is bitter and his complaints against God. He says, my hand is listless because of my groaning. Oh, that I never, oh, that I knew where I might find him. Sounds like a person lost. They can't find God. That I might come to his seat. I would present my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. <laughs> now, imagine someone uh, in your class, church class, saying stuff like that, you would be tempted to respond exactly the way Eliphaz did in the next, I think you started with verse 5. 23, what you actually yeah. just read, is uh, is Job's sort of response yeah. to all that stuff. But a few verses later, Job, his despair is very interesting. He says, I want to talk to God. He's like uh, trying to get ready for yeah. the debate. And, and then he says in verse 8, look i go forward and he is not there and backward but i cannot perceive him when he works on my left hand i cannot behold him when he works on my right hand i cannot see him uh, this is job is having trouble hearing and seeing god even though he in his heart he knows yeah. he's there and how many times do we get in a, a desperate place and instead of being able to hear god we, we say, I can't hear his yeah. voice at all. What happens when we can't see God? It seems like we always go to the terror yeah. place. I don't think this is terror the way that one thinks of like a scary movie. I think this is terror realizing that it is an almighty God and I'm preparing myself to confront him. And I know that he is, he is an almighty God. He can do anything he wants. Fortunately, he still knows that God is compassionate. Yeah. Eddie, I, I think I, I would like to close up this episode but i'd like to start tomorrow with job playing hamlet, playing hamlet. oh okay yeah, yeah. job okay. plays that, hamlet. that'll be interesting i can't wait to hear this <laughs> okay all right okay okay we william shakespeare okay. armstrong god bless we'll see you tomorrow Thank you for joining us. For more information, go to AnswersFromScriptureOnline.com. That's AnswersFromScriptureOnline.com. In addition, we offer a personal Bible study at our Discover Bible School page at BibleSchools.com slash 1514. That's BibleSchools.com slash 1514. In addition, we support a Daniel and Revelation seminar on YouTube. Subscribe at the link in this episode description.
Contact us directly at afsepisodes at gmail.com. That's afsepisodes at gmail.com. And always, thank you for joining us as we seek our answers from Scripture.